Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Heather Navarro, Clark Wolf, Sam Levine. What do they have to do with anything? They all are involved with the DC Universe. They're talking Batman. They're talking Superman. I love this. I love it so much that they're all a part of this DC Universe because I'm not going to be able to, to stay away now because I heard about it through them. And now I know that we're involved with it. I'm going to go and check out. I can watch Batman. I can watch whatever it is. Batman the Animated Series in HD. It's on the DC Universe. And I was excited to hear about this. I didn't even know what it was. I had no clue. And they told me. And it's pretty exciting. Listen, listen to all this. It's the ultimate DC membership. Think about it. It's created just for DC fans. Like, look, Mike Kalinowski's jumping off the roof when he heard about this thing. It is the ultimate DC membership created just for the DC fans and the only place you can watch original DC series like the all-new live-action Titans. It's coming out in the fall of 2018. Young Justice, Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, and Harley Quinn all coming out in 2019 already, stacking it up and getting it ready for the hardcore fans. There's new episodes available weekly, so you're always going to have something new to watch. It's thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of digital comics. Digital comics is 2,500 modern and classic titles. There's a comic reader that will change the way you read comics, and it even works on your big screen TV. It's the place to grab exclusive DC merch. Justice League animated series action figures, members-only store. You can debate and discuss all things DC. We know how passionate you guys can go. Well, they've got forums. There's fan-focused discussion forums. This thing's going to blow up. Share your own DC knowledge. It's an interactive encyclopedia with fan contribution. You can win awesome rewards just for being a member. It's available on your favorite devices. It's the iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and, and Google Chromecast. It's everywhere. This is more than a streaming service. This is your universe. Listen to this price already. All the stuff I just told you is only $7.99 a month. Or better yet, you grab an annual membership and save 20%. It's pretty simple. Join the ultimate DC membership today at dcuniverse.com. I think Kalinowski did it twice. Gary Kurtz. We have some Star Wars toys on set today, and we're going to take a lot of questions from you guys. It is Collider Jedi Council. We are live. Get ready for it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I am Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff or Harloff Minor, whatever you want to call me. And we're back talking Star Wars this week. I've been out. I've been missing you guys for the last two weeks, but I'm back today to talk Star Wars with some of my favorite friends. And starting with the one and the only Kylo Ken. Ken Knapsack is here. So glad you're back, Christian, because when you. I host, I have a lot of fun, but uh, sometimes I get grumpy. And I got a little grumpy last week. You I did. apologize. Yeah, right, we'll talk yeah. about why you got grumpy, yeah. but I don't want to talk about your grumpiness right now. Yeah. I want to talk about our guest that I, we've been talking back and forth for, I would say, almost two years at this point. Uh, never have done a show together. Finally, get a chance to do it, talking Star Wars right into her the last week. Made it happen. I was going to call her General Horcher, but she said she's still a princess at this point. It's Princess Horcher. <laughs> Kim Horcher is here. Hi, Kim. Hi, everyone. How you doing? This is the princess garb. I like it. Yeah. yeah it's good. I'll See, bring a vest next time. I like that you came prepared. You, this is like some people just get names. You came in full garb, and you win. This is who I am. I love Ooh. it. <laughs> Put me on your jury. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes this wonderful outfit? Because Catherine L. Hoffer makes this. I love and it. she is a friend of mine. 
and I recently modeled some Mulan dresses for her. Oh, that's, that's awesome. cool. If you want to check that out. Well, welcome Stop. to the council today. We're excited to have you on the show. Um, we're excited in general. Look, there's not a ton of Star Wars news today. There are going to be a lot of things that we're going to talk about with you guys in the live chat, Twitter, the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you guys to get some of your topics out there, too. Um, and we also we have a lot of things to get to. I'm going to start with this one. Check this out. Uh, hey, everybody, we got some special stuff. <laughs> Do you like video games? Do you like playing the games on the TV? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. It's the Xbox, and it is special for this. Tons of, well, the Solo's got its Blu ray coming out, so there's tons of new things yeah. coming out, too. And this is one of the Xbox. So this came in. 4K. Yeah, you got a chance to win one of these things if you go to Solo Xbox Sweeps. Dot com. Uh, that's solo Xbox sweeps dot com. We got the Xbox One here, and it came. Uh, there's so many cool giveaways, uh, not giveaways, excuse me, just cool things that are coming down the pike because of this. And I figured let's just open this stuff up right now. There's the Xbox. I'll show you that. But this this came to me because my daughter, who's almost seven years old, um, has not had a chance to see Solo yet. But this, well, y- yes, you're e- exhibiting some cautious parenting, which is good. Well, but- I mean, my wife is. Yeah, I, I, I would I would show her everything right now if I could. But my wife is taking. Thank God it. for your wife. Have I, you shown her any Star Wars yes, movies? She has seen episode four, five, six, one and two, mm-hmm. and the Force Awakens. Why not three? Uh, I don't know. I think now she could take Anakin burning up and screaming and yelling. But at the time when we first started, the first time she started watching, she was five. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she was ready for that yet. Um, I think she, she can watch the rest of them now. I mean, mm-hmm. she's watched some of the Harry. She watched the, the fourth Harry Potter movie. Yeah, little darker, yeah. scary um, when Voldemort shows up, and so we. Fire? Yeah, so she was. Um, she, she was with me and was like, "I just need you to be in the room with me when I watch this part." And I was at absolutely. But anyway, all this stuff came for Solo, and it was. It's. I just want to show you guys some of the yeah. stuff that came in. Um, package came in. This was the one that she loved. She <gasps> yeah, oh, the yeah. Monopoly Star yeah. Wars one because we play we play all these video ga- excuse me board games. And when she saw that, she lost her mind. She can't wait for that one. That was pretty cool. I can't guarantee you that I'm going to let her keep this one. Um, well, Kim and I are here. Well, we're yeah. here. We Look like this. stuff. <laughs> oh, right. he's so yeah. cute. I mean, yeah, check that out. Look at that. Yeah. So I've all these things. I've seen that in the store and been afraid to pick it up because I would know knew I'd take it yeah. home. Well, because that was I got when I get home and I, and I can't tell you how hard it is. That this huge box comes right. Yeah. And there's all this Star Wars stuff, and I'm like. I have to give this to my daughter. Um, and you see this, like this game, this this customized solo game inside. It's all these things I didn't even know was coming out. Oh, is that is that the they can't call yeah. it Sabak game? Yeah, not Sabak. Yeah, it's yeah. got the box in it. There's there's solo Nerf blasters. Oh, I mean, that goes good. So that's really big we, though. I didn't yeah. know because here's the thing. It's not to scale. that's not well, to scale. Remember though, Ken. This was this yeah. was the thing though is that yeah. when <laughs> when Solo came out, the merchandising push. Right. Wasn't that big because of, like, Avengers and everything, they too. They so couldn't. They're making the push now, and this is some of the stuff. So, uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this stuff, Ken? Well, uh, I literally, I'm not joking, I have this set waiting for me at home because <laughs> son just delivered it today because I bought it because I was watching Solo for the eighth time this past week. And uh, I was like, I want to play not uh, Sabacc because they have to call it the Han Solo card game due to some 
Legalities. Uh-huh. The Han Solo uh, card game. Yes, he yes. invented you know it, that one. and it's his. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, where he got uh, his. So money. I'm excited to play this one at home myself. But uh, some mini action figures uh, over here. I mean, it's three, three, three quarters. It just doesn't stop. You know, the the you can chewy. Yeah, yeah the well, chewy. The, the Chewbacca mom helmet. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Oh, so well, it's interesting. Yeah, you said because they definitely couldn't. I, you know, yeah. I, I mentioned before I, a, a, a Target manager told me they could not put. Solo end caps out because they had to have Infinity War stuff out. Well, what up I'm going to do two weeks before the release. Well, here's what I'm going to do because I, I actually I love all this stuff and my daughter is going to love it. Like I said, seven years old. I am going to bring this all home. Mm-hmm. But or what I might do, Ken, mm-hmm. I might package it all up. Right. Send it FedEx. Send it to Wisconsin. Yeah. Let the red letter media guys make fun of us for opening this on the on, oh, I think on air. That's great. They probably will do that anyway. I think but that's I have no regrets cool because I love it. Um, God bless those guys. I hope they have a blast um, yeah. making fun of us for this one. But I have no regrets. I love it. And I think that all That's these great. things are amazing. And the Xbox One is here once again. If you want to go to the Xbox One, you go to soloxboxsweeps.com. And you can get a chance to do that. Do that, but I think that's great. Loving it. Okay, cool. So let's uh, let's start with some Star Wars movie news. Can you got? I know there's not a ton there right now, but there a, is there is five HNP himself, and um, he is going to read some news. What do you yes. got? Let's dive into uh, kind of the headline today. Something we're going to talk about is the passing of Gary Kurtz, producer Gary Kurtz. Uh, passed away at 78 years of age. He had been battling cancer. Now, Gary Kurtz, very important to the Star Wars universe as he produced A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back along with George Lucas. They had a uh, working relationship that stretched back to Lucas's USC days, producing American graffiti. And infamously or famously, depending on your point of view, Kurtz left uh, the Star Wars franchise prior to Return of the Jedi's, he and George had some creative differences. And Kurtz has been, uh, he'd been prickly about it over the years. And George is George. He's got that, you know, flannel shirt kind of stern look on his face all the time. You can never really read George's mind. But uh, they had a relation that was described as professional towards the end. Uh, Kurtz uh, gave an interview in 2010 that was pretty uh, interesting when you talk uh, when you're talking about the making of Return of the Jedi and why he left, why he felt he left. But that's part of the negative thing that happened. Uh, Gary Kurtz was a great producer. He went on. He was he went on to produce the Dark Crystal movie that scared me in the theater, and I haven't watched it since. Yeah. What are those creatures? I'm sure you've. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, too. I, I watched, uh, not in the theaters, but I yeah. watched The Dark Crystal yeah. and Returned to Oz from my cooler friend in middle school who right. was like, check out this stuff. And I went, it, it made me feel insane. I, the wheelies. <laughs> the wheelies in Return to Oz. Oh, yeah. The it's scary too as well. much. The Skeksis were, which yeah. he produced as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gary yeah. Kurtz, uh, an interesting legacy. So we're going to talk about him. Man. Yeah, man. I mean, he was one of the greatest <laughs> producers. Uh, he, he, his stamp was all over the first two films in, in the original trilogy and what he meant to Star Wars fans. He was a, a legendary name, almost a monarch, a, a part of the monarch in, inside, of, um, inside of the Star Wars legacy. Mm-hmm. He, is, um, he will be greatly missed. His, his creative stamp will be greatly missed. And his legacy will live on every time. Like, we were just talking about how I showed my daughter the first two movies. Like, mm-hmm. that, Gary Kurtz has a lot to do with why those movies were as good as they were. But Kim, I think he's a big reason why Empire was so good. I agree. Because I, 
I had read they were budgeted for 100 days of filming, and it went to 178, and he helped direct it mm. in some ways among some other people as well, and he just stayed until, you know, as, as long as he could, further than he was supposed to, until someone else came in and took over the last few weeks <laughs> due to disagreements. Uh, I mean, we talked about the disagreements, like they're this dark cloud, but he has a few points. Yeah. Which are, you know, he thought that uh, Jedi was, the ending was too happy, it wasn't dark enough, and it did essentially end on a teddy bear picnic. Mm-hmm. So he's not yeah. wrong. Yub nub. Yub well, nub. nub. What was funny about that is because George, and I would like to really know the inside of what really happened there because I read something recently. George Lucas, inside of a room, pitched a very dark ending. I, I, I hate the ending that he pitched, but it was a dark ending for Jedi, mm-hmm. which was Luke at the end, has the mask after Vader dies, puts the mask on, says, now I am Vader, and kills all the rebels. And that was shot down in the room by, by people he was working with. Like, maybe we shouldn't go that route. But because we know that he wanted to go, Gary Kurtz said, has wanted to go darker, I wonder where they struggled. I wonder where the disconnect was. I, I read that Kurtz wanted, was pushing for the Han Solo death. Right. Yeah. In, in Empire and, and Jedi? Just every time every he time could. Every time he's gone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So was Harrison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. You, you're right, Kim. He, he, he felt, that, again, like a lot of people, even Lawrence Kasdan has talked about, there should be some kind of cost for this. Uh, Harrison felt... Han had nothing to do, but but Kurtz. I think what's interesting to notice about Kurtz is they began at USC, or you know George came out of USC. I do believe Kurtz went there as well. I don't, I don't want to mis- misspeak on that, but um, George was and, and considers himself still this experimental filmmaker. Well, Kurtz, look at this picture. That's yeah, like yeah. a that's like an artist from like '69 with right. that beard, the glasses, that, and that's not like an Instagram photo no. today. Like, hey, make me. I, I want to make it look like I'm thinking. I'm yeah, pensive. Put some grain. Yeah, no, this, this is like a legit candid shot. Artist. Right, right. <laughs> and they had plans, and and our friend Chris Taylor, right, you wrote that wonderful book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, and and and, he, and it really goes into detail about how George. We know he wanted to do his own Flash Gordon serial because they couldn't do Flash Gordon, but they wanted to go to Apocalypse Now. That was their film. Kurtz wanted that, and so that I think. The, the core of him as an artist was that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think George, too. But then George goes through a divorce. Uh, you know, he ad- adopted, uh, I think, both uh, the first of yeah. his uh, three kids. He saw sure. how much merchandising, merchandising There's made. That yeah, that was well. a thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the crux of it. From what I read from that 2010 LA Times interview, yeah. he was like, George only cares about toy merchandising and not about story. Yeah. And, and we did just open some toys. I think there's a balance. Yeah. There's, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Kurtz was like the uh, internet uh, YouTube comments uh, in 1983. He was he was there. But well, yeah, no, I but you're right Kim. There there is a balance. There, this is absolutely why <laughs> why why it spread? Why it conquered the universe? Because we were able to take it home. It's the best form of marketing ever. The movies in your hands, the movies in your house, um, and we don't take into consideration that we're talking about 1983 here. And when 77, when the original movie came out, merchandising for movies wasn't a big thing. It really got cracked open wide yeah. with episode four and then carrying on and then all movies started to do it after that big boom but that was still pretty fresh from 77 to 83 right. and george wanted to saw how much money and how much money he made from being is that built his empire on the merchandising and that's why they switched it around today it's like there's merchandising for everything yeah. i mean you you know we we get, get schmo down action figures and we get a, a, a quarter a quarter of nonsense right. so it's like everybody everybody has i want a quarter of you nonsense. want a quarter of nonsense but everybody has merchandising for everything like like yogurt says merchandising merchandise <laughs> well, didn't star wars kind of like kick it off yes i mean if you yeah. watch the the toys that made us of kenner it's like at first no one really wanted to do it yeah. and then they realized oh no there's so much money here yeah 
Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, even even this wonderful piece that you're wearing now, Kib, like, that allows you to, you know, without a doubt, I'm sure Leia is a character that influenced you, brought you into Star Wars, and now you kind of get to not I have a Han, full Han Solo outfit, too, that well, I wear. Oh, I've, and I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> um, but my point is you, you, you get to, you know, it influences, and you get to then use it to represent yourself and your fandom and your love. So I understand what Kurtz was saying, though, yeah. in terms of story. I do, yeah. too. As much as I love my toys... Um, yeah, Return of the Jedi definitely has the yub-nub ending. Yeah. What would you call it? The teddy bear picnic? The teddy bear picnic. Yeah. It's my least favorite ending. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Gary Kurtz, will you remember <laughs> it? For the t- that's it. That's it. Congratulations on your life, Gary. That's it. No, 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 but that's <laughs> it, though. Uh, he, was, he will be missed. He will be remembered. Yeah. He, uh, he was monumental to the Star Wars franchise um, mm-hmm. and gone too soon. 70, 78. 78. Uh, and one of his final interviews, a friend of the show, uh, Jamie Stangroom, yep. over from the UK, yep. uh, did interview him on his YouTube That's channel. Cool. Check it out. All right. Now, before we move on to the next story, why were you grouchy last week? What happened? He hurt your, you hurt yourself. Well, I did hurt myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Deadlifts. Don't do those after the age of 20. Um, cool. No. Um, I got a, I just, you know, I just, I, you know I love Star Wars. And I yeah. get a lot of crap for loving Star Wars unabashedly. Oh, I see. And I just, I just been a little grumpy about uh, some of the solo pushback. Oh. And I just uh, kind of, I, I, unfortunately, Perry was talking, and then it, and it looked like I was mad at Perry, and it wasn't, never be mad at Perry, never wrong. Right. I just got a little grumpy. I don't think you need apologize to apologize. To I don't think you need to apologize to anybody for that. I think we're all out to be grumpy. Um, I know I've made a career out of it. All right, let's go into the <laughs> next. I mean, I have too. You yeah, know that. Let's go to the next uh, next category. Next category, well, whatever topic. <laughs> there, uh, you, like you said, there isn't a lot of Star Wars news, but we we got the first the digital release of Solo Star Wars Story. Now the Blu-ray and the 4K and all those things. I, I woke up early, went and got the 4K. And realized, actually, I don't have a 4K player yet, so uh, at least I have the Blu-ray in that package. Uh, a lot of wonderful special features, and then uh, that's part of why a lot of this has been released. But there was a nice little featurette on how uh, uh, that was released. That We've seen some clips of this Donald Glover and how Flying the Millennium Falcon blends practical and visual effects, which I think is one of the best things this movie did more than any other movies. We, we, the least sets are lived in. They're yeah. real. You had a chance to catch that, Christian? Not yet. Uh, I'm going to, and, and, it's, and this is... Probably the worst thing to do when you're opening up toys and uh, and and Xboxes promoting a, a movie. But like, I, I'm finding myself just like not as interested in this movie than A. I was when I was looking forward to seeing it in the theater, and B. I tried watching it with my wife um, to see if I can get her into it. She bailed on the worm creature. We're gonna go back into it. Um, I just the movie's fine. I it just doesn't feel. I don't know. That's my hot take of the yeah. movie. I mean, you're not allowed to say it, but it was, it was fine. It was fine. You know, it's fine. usually you have to have a crazy good or a crazy bad reaction to every movie. That's, That's the law. You have, yeah. to, you have uh, to have your five-star rating or your two one-star rating yes. right away. But it was... It's fine. I mean, I don't think it was necessary, but there were a lot of cool parts. I regret missing that Denny's breakfast I was invited to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, well, you mm. know what the thing is also with this with, with the movie is that after last because last week you guys talked about the Iger stuff and I don't and I don't know whose take it was but I, I and maybe it's yours so I disagree with the fact that we're that they everyone thought that it meant we're not doing one movie a year we're we're definitely still doing one movie. Oh, a year. I, uh, I definitely. Um, think yeah, I think that all it meant for Bob Iger was that that they they put out. Last Jedi, then they just said, "Well, what's the next movie? It's Star Wars. Let's put it out in May, and that'll do just as well." Um, there was no strategy behind it's it. It's not a, it's not a May release. No, it wasn't a May because 
they, they stuck their flag in, in December, and they, they conquered December, yeah. and then they went away from it, and they basically went head-to-head with their own property in Avengers. It was, it was idiotic when it came to what Disney does. Um, so that was one thing. But the other problem is that there was no strategy as far as where they were going with the movies. And I think that that's what Bob Iger said last week. Bob Iger said, we're strategizing now. We're having, we have a plan with the, with the Benioff and Weiss stuff. And I still, even if people are making a big thing, my brother said, well, they didn't mention Ryan Johnson's things. I mean, it's not happening. It's still happening. It's still happening. Good for some people, bad for some people, whatever, it's happening. Um, but I think that they're going to strategize. They're going to have a game plan, which is something I've been screaming from the, the mountaintops to do. And I think that, I think we're in the new phase here. And, and, I, and I believe positivity is going to come from all sides. I've already felt it on, on, from the fan base and everybody, too. So we'll see. I can't believe how small Val is on this poster. I know it's a oh, side note, yeah. but she's, I don't know, maybe a hundred of her could fit into Han, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I, and that reminded me that was a problem I had with this movie. Danny Newton, yeah, she was, was so wasting, good. Wasting her. She was wasted. Um, I agree with you, and, and I think that they even said, but I did like that they addressed, I think that um, Kasdan addressed it. The he addressed Kasdan. it, but it was problematic in the way he addressed it. Is, what did he say? It, it, I think John is... Uh, is really good at being out and about, but he's you know still sometimes you, 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 in this internet age you gotta you gotta answer things uh, get takes some time to take the thought which I'm sure he did but he did it 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 was came off very much as ah I didn't realize she was that good uh. um, <laughs> and I look I I think the character I would have liked the character of Val and Rio to live longer I just think they they needed to die in this moment this is a story that serves Han Solo right. but it happened so early happened so fast. And everyone's looking at Tandy Newton as this wonderful actor, and we want to see her uh, do something more. And so it, it absolutely has that feeling of, okay, that happened. I wanted to see more with that team. I wanted that team to yeah. connect more for the majority of the movie. Then when you do lose her, it made more of an impact. Because the reason why it made an impact is because she's right. so good and because it's Tandy Newton. You're and like, yeah. If you listen to Lawrence Kasdan explain the train heist, that's exactly what they were hoping for. He want, This was Han's first Foray into the criminal world, yeah. and it needed to cost something so that when he still decides to do it, there's this. That's what he's experiencing. It just it happened so early that I, that was. I just would have liked to seen that movie. I think that 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 movie of them just running together, that whole crew for the whole movie, and then you can put in Voss t- towards the end. Maybe that's sure. the last mission or whatever it is too. But you know, it's neither here nor there. It's 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 in the books. It's on Blu-ray. You can you know, some people. My my friend from back home wrote me had never seen the movie. I think people are starting to discover it now. They right? are, yeah. And and people are loving it because my my friend. What are people talking about? I love this movie. It's great. <laughs> and I think the casual fan really loves it. So it's on Blu-ray. You can catch it. And now we're going to move on to our next story. Uh, well, the, guess what, buddy. That's the end of movie news. That is it. That is. Wow. Like you said, we didn't have a lot of movie news. No, and I, and I think everything's going to kind of start to get into high gear once the episode nine stuff really starts to move. They're shooting yeah. right now. I, I think the majority of the casting news is already out there. So that was the big stuff that broke. You know, once we I think I this is a question that we've asked before. We'll ask it again. And Kim, I'll start with you here. Mm. Do in 2015 in November. We got a teaser f- uh, that broke the internet inside of The Force Awakens. Will we get a Thanksgiving-type tease for Episode Nine? What do you think? Yeah. You do think so? Yeah. I mean, they said they were fixing things, yeah. hopefully, and that's, that's the formula that works. They're never going to get the same hype that Force Awakens had. Uh, I remember I went to Celebration that year, mm. and I was crying, yeah. like, <laughs> openly. There's... 
I was eating my Star Wars toast and crying because they were showing <laughs> off novelty items like toast. toast. But it's never we're never going to have that feeling of Star Wars is back right. for real this time. Right. And I treasure that, but I don't think it's happening again. Yeah, yeah. that moment, I agree with you. I think that was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of special magic moment. Um, but I think that the excitement for Episode Nine will certainly be there. But, Ken, do you think they're going to hit it in November? Or maybe because it's not that kind of excitement, they don't need to. They can save it till April, show us our first trailer at Celebration. Because we all know that we're getting a trailer at Celebration. Yeah, Celebration. <laughs> I... I... Uh, Kim's 100% right. We can never go back to that moment in, in November of 2014. And then later on, me in Prim, Nevada at the gas station at the border crying, oh. watching Han Solo say, Chewie, we're home. Like, uh, that's something we'll never get to experience again. But I, I would like... Um, it's weird because Solo does come out in May, and I think it should have come out in December, too. But now we have this gap, and it feel, it's starting to feel like a gap. It's starting to feel like, oh, hey, resistance. Hey, man, we... So I'd like a, 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 a holiday weekend or a Black Friday shopping extravaganza yeah. weekend of just one little clip of nine. I think it would it would. But do you think it. they have something to prove now with the, you know, I would say so-so reaction to Last Jedi? See, I, I think it's on their mind. Like, yeah. it's whether or not it's... You know, something to prove or anything, it, it's it's on their mind. It also depends they, on who they you know talk they can to. do it wrong. They're thinking about it. It yeah. also depends on who you talk to. Remember, we we run in a very different circle here. We're yeah, we're, right. we're inside the yeah. we're inside the fanboy so. bubble, though. No, no, no. That's no what, oh that's yeah, what I'm oh saying. yeah. No, I always say that we are inside the we are inside the, the, the of the hardcore yeah. Star Wars fan base, right? Mm-hmm. So we have we're we're in the middle of the Civil War, right? So there are there are yeah. the people who love Last Jedi. There are people who feel it's not that great, but there are other the casual. Fans that just saw them. The movie made a lot of money. Yeah. It made to to them. It is a massive success. So they might not be. I mean, I feel that they should try to. And I think Jay. I, no matter what they say, and I know I get blowback from this every single time. I believe that if you really, if you talk to J.J. Abrams with the cameras off, with the microphones off, and you ask him his true thoughts on the Last Jedi, he's n- not a big fan of it. That's my that's my that's my thought. Um, you can say, well, how do you know that? That's just my that's, that's my speculation. Okay. I think his version of Episode Nine will be radically different from Episode Eight. So regardless of whether or not they're trying to prove, we're going to see more similar mm. um, feel and tone to Force Awakens. Now, you might love that. You might hate that. But um, I think that that's what we're going to get. We're going to get more of a continuation to the movie he made than the one Ryan Johnson made. Do you think we're going to get more of those so-called behind-the-scenes pictures on his Twitter and Instagram? Uh, yes. Where they're like, oops, what's oh, this yeah. in the background? He, oh, I don't know. He loves doing that. And yeah. He, lo- he loves <laughs> Yeah, he loves teasing us. He loves giving out false information. He loves giving out, he likes to mess with the fans. He likes to reward the fans. Um, I believe when it's time, he will be doing that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. yeah. Uh, well, do I think JJ is going to tease do all us? That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it, and you talk about the casual. I, I've said this before, but it's um, you know, my dad loved the Force Awakens and called me and was like, "I think they're going to leave it open for a sequel." So <laughs> right. there's a, a right. lot more fans like that who are spending a lot of money on it as well, and and you do have to communicate too um, that that hey, this movie is coming out and it is what it is. Yeah, so but that's why marketing pushes. People don't realize, like, and I can't. I think it was maybe Copster or somebody else too. Like, ah, oh, you don't even need to market Star Wars. You could just, you know, you just drop it, and it's fine. It's like, no, you can't do that because the like, I can't tell you how many people didn't know what the hell Solo was even after mm-hmm. it came out. The marketing mm-hmm. push in that movie, t- even when you got behind the scenes, was terrible. Yeah, um, because they were pushing Avengers. You've got to market it to those fans. Like, yes, everybody watching this show and everybody connected to the movie space. If you're a movie hardcore fan, of course, you know Star Wars is coming out. 
but there are people who don't know it's coming out. There are people who aren't sure if episode nine is coming out. Like, right. like you said, your dad probably has no idea what the hell he is just going. does. He'll yeah. see the trailer and be like, oh, it's still going, huh? Right. But in a exactly. positive sense, not right. like a snarky, just be like, no. oh, awesome. Cool. I'll go see a that. new one. Yeah. And that's, that's I like the they, special effects, he says. That's why the marketing pushes are so, so crucial. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's, that's that story. What's next? <laughs> well, let's. We're, we're in canon now, what a right? Button. That is the button. That is that is the, again two weeks out, and I am just ready to see casually talking to me. And I talk, and you know, here's a conversation. I don't mind doing this on here. And I did this. Um, I did this beforehand. We were getting to this thing about podcasting versus um, mm. YouTube in general, and I just believe that you guys know my stance on it. I think that Collider Live to me has been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. It's it's more of like a casual morning radio show. I forget the cameras are even there. I have pitched doing this show more like a radio show mm. just just having a conversation where we all just look at each other i know that if you're people don't like change so the hardcore star Can wars fans, both though i mean yes but this is to me this this studio here is very tv it's like you say your opinion you say yours you say yours i say mine hello fans what do you have to say and i get bored with that I get bored. I like to like. I like to look at you and say, "Okay, so what do you feel about this?" Forget that the camera's there and just talk. I, to me, as a listener, then I can really get into the conversation and I can really say whether you're listening into your car on the Apple Podcast or uh, Podcast One, and you could do that. To me, I think is becoming the more new wave in long form and in long form formatting. You can listen to stuff in your car at the gym because I feel like the YouTube boom of just watching long format is. It's come and gone. I, mm. This is my personal opinion on it. But let's just talk about that. I mean, that's What's that's that? the 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 Star the Wars. <laughs> part of, part of it. About? Part of it. Yeah. But, I mean, but it is. Let's let's say talk yeah. in Star Wars. When you listen to your Star Wars yeah. information, when you're listening to it, do you want to listen to it? Do you want to watch people? How do you feel about it? I'm in digital media, mm. but I do appreciate podcasts. I was listening to two podcasts on the way over here. And it's it's easier and more convenient to digest when life is tedious and boring, like mm-hmm. when you're driving or when you're doing your laundry. You can kind of multitask, which is kind of the way I consume a lot of things now, right? Whether I like it to admit it or not. The multitasking thing, yeah. where it's on in the background, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'll put on a Netflix show and I'll right. clean my house at the same time. Right. Yeah. You're a yeah. radio guy, so I yeah. mean, like that was where you. That's your. That was your bread and butter for a it long was. time. So, yeah, I, mean, I was a morning show guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's what do you think? Well, the question is too. Well, not only the digesting your your Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah, too, yeah. but you've got you've got Force Center. You do this like you. What's your What's your thought on it? Do you think that uh, you like doing the the TV type show? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. It, I, it's 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 a skill. Hosting is is a skill. Um, it just but you know, as Kim will tell you firsthand, we've all gone through some changes in our careers and lives <laughs> what? recently. What? Yeah. Um, it, 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 <laughs> you always got to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, but interesting enough, podcasting is just broadcasting when done right. Right. I will say not a lot of people do it as right as, yeah. they, as they think they do in terms of broadcasting. But I'm also an old crusty radio guy so mm-hmm. who hits the post and, and, and reads my liners. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, at Force Center, we 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 put out over four hours of of audio, new audio content every week, and right. it, I think it becomes a part of people's lives, which is what Kim is saying. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of her life, whether she's consciously, oh, I need this podcast every day, though. It's become part of your routine, and you feel so. I'm sure I don't know what shows you listen to. What- this morning, I was listening to one with Darcy Carden because The Good Place is coming back today, and I'm excited for yeah. that. Yeah. Excited, The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. So it connects, and yeah. it's part of it's just 
you know. Uh, it's just conversation to me, I think, is the yeah. thing that I gravitate towards. And, like, when real conversation just comes out more than just topic-based stuff to where it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's why we've been trying to drive this show in general. Like, I just want to hear, like, thoughts. If we don't hit all the topics, who cares? As long as we have a good conversation about it. Yeah. Like, for example, on my drive, it took me like 50 minutes to get here. All I, listen, I, li- I was listening to the Joe Rogan show with the interview with Elon sure. Musk, and that's what I listened to today. And I was like, that's the I, kind of conversations that I just like to I hear. still believe in my heart that the entire, entire digital, digital media world is built on one show. Pardon the interruption. For, pardon the interruption. ESPN. Yeah. I think everyone saw what Tony, Tony uh, I can't talk to yeah, Tony Kornheiser and, Kornheiser, and yeah. Michael Wilbon did and thought that's what people want and, and for a long time that's what people did yeah. want. Um, topics scrolling, two guys two, two newspaper guys debating um, well there you go but it changes All right, and, well, and change is good Hey, Kalana fans, this is John Roca. You guys know I'm a massive fan of the Justice League. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and of course, Shazam! So I'm into DC Universe. It's the ultimate DC membership. It's the only place you can watch original DC series like the all-new live-action Titans, which premieres in fall of 2018. Young Justice, Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, which just got a, a cast announced, so I'm looking forward to that. Stargirl and Harley Quinn coming in 2019. And new episodes are available weekly. That's right, weekly. So you're never bored, you're never out of content. DC Universe takes care of you in that way. And if you're a comic reader, that will change the way you read comics. It even works on your big screen TV. It's the place to grab exclusive DC merch like Justice League animated series action figures. There's even a members-only store. You can debate and discuss all things DC. We know there's a lot of debate about DC online, so why not bring it out into the DC Universe? you got fan-focused discussion forums. You can share your own DC knowledge with other people as well. You can win awesome rewards just for being a member and it's available on all your favorite devices that's right like ios and android roku apple tv amazon fire tv android tv and google chromecast this is more than just a streaming service everybody this is your universe it's only 7.99 a month that's right only 7.99 a month or better yet grab an annual membership and save 20 percent join the ultimate dc membership today at dcuniverse.com What's up, Collider TV Talk fans? Josh McCuga here with Thad Williams. Uh, we're, we're here. We're on the podcast channel, Collider TV Talk. Subscribe. Get on here. We're talking all kinds of fun stuff on TV Talk. TV Talk is back. The fact that you guys haven't subscribed to this channel is bonkers. Yeah, you should really do it. Uh, <laughs> search search Collider TV Talk in iTunes or you can go to Podcast One and mm-hmm. you can copy the link and put it into your podcast feed reader. You can find us on the Collider Podcasts channel on YouTube. We're here. We're doing TV Talk every Friday. We're doing spoiler reviews of your favorite shows. 100%. We're doing Emmy specials. We're doing interviews with writers and directors and stars. Anything you want, we're doing on Collider TV Talk. Us, special guests, friends, the Pope, everyone's coming in. It's going to be good. the young Pope, actually. The young Pope. He's coming in. Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. Coming in. Uh, yeah, you should do it. You should subscribe right now. The fact that you're not doing it is ridiculous. So put down those books or magazines or whatever else you're doing that isn't watching TV Talk and watch us. Josh McCuga, Thad Williams. Hey, Collider fans, it's your buddy Mark Ellis, the host of Collider Movie Talk, at least I am today, and y'all know I'm a huge fan of Batman, and I cannot wait to watch one of my favorite all-time animated shows, Batman, the animated series in HD on DC Universe. DC Universe, it's the ultimate DC membership created just for DC fans like you and me. It's the only place you can watch original DC series like the all-new live-action Titans premieres fall 2018, Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Things, 
Stargirl and Harley Quinn coming in 2019. New episodes are available weekly, so there's always something new to check out. It's thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of digital comics. The comic reader is going to change the way you read your comic books. It even works on your big screen TV. Even John Roca's new 4K TV will love the comic reader. This is the place to grab exclusive DC merch, debate and discuss all things DC, and it's available on your favorite devices, iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google Chromecast. Only $7.99 a month. That might be the best part. Or better yet, grab an annual membership and save 20%. Join the ultimate DC membership today at DCUniverse.com. That's DCUniverse.com. And tell Bruce Wayne I said hi. And change is good, and I'm sure that we've started a conversation here in the YouTube chat, but now we're going to move on to that segment <laughs> we simply call, What's the Deal with Canon? Well, we were talking about Star Wars inside of that. It's like, how do, how do we <laughs> transition? Say the word Star Wars. What's the evolution of this, of this show? Cut back to um, being, I'm playing Sabacc. Excuse me. What's I'm happening so in the world of Canon, my friend? Well, a lot of comic books. Uh, we got uh, Star Wars Resistance is coming out some synopsis of the episodes uh, released and the news that elijah wood will be guest starring in the series uh so let's start with the comic comic books as always i am always behind as i'm always two to three weeks yeah. behind in my comics but the poe dameron wraps run, up right uh, mm-hmm. it is done with this uh issue so i have not taken a, a look so there might be some spoilers and dr afro who continues cover. to be yeah that's a great cover continue to be one of the more popular characters uh who's really finding her legs in the comics and uh, I, I still would. The, her and Ray Sloan are the two characters I want to see make the jump to to live action in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. Uh, I, I haven't di- taken the dive in though. I'm sure you haven't. You're like me a little bit. Behind. I'm a little bit behind. I mean, it's still, I'm, I'm more caught up on the Vader Vader one. That's my that's my favorite. The Vader one's looking great. Cam, yeah. are you caught up on any of these? Yet? Nope. Okay, that's fair. Um, a lot of people aren't yet, and I think that there's there's a lot to digest. There's a lot of mm-hmm. good things. To, and I love the cover. For Doctor Afra, for sure. Yeah. Poe Dameron, and I hear great things because there's tie-ins to um, yeah. to other things inside of the series, yeah. uh, the, the overall Star it, Wars. Because it's series. gone beyond the end of Last Jedi, right? Uh, but also it's flashing back to Force Awakens and filling in those little cannon. Which holes. was smart. It was yeah. a good move to do. So yeah. I'm looking forward to catching up as well. You can catch Poe Dameron issue 31 or Doctor Afra issue 20. Four, but I do want to touch on you brought up Resistance. Yes. So I had a chance. I can't review it yet, but I had a chance to watch episodes one and two. Did you as well? No. Okay. What? So Wait, where did he you says get that these? casually, like we're not common folk around here. I, I saw one and yeah, two. Yeah, I'm a normal person. <laughs> I went and I interviewed Donald Faison, Bobby Moynihan, oh. uh, Christopher Sean, and... Um, I love how Donald Faison's character's name is Hype Faison. Hype Faison. <laughs> and I talked to him about that. And I talked to him about that. I talked to Bobby Moynihan, friend of the show. Um, I talked to Susie McGrath as well. And it, those interviews will be able to air next week, as well as my review on the series. What I'll say about the series is this, and I know that a lot of people had their thoughts about the trailer. When Lucasfilm bought, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, you have to realize this: that there are going to be there's going to be stuff that is directed towards kids and adults. There's going to be stuff that is. This is like a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me a little bit of Robotech, the the, the actual you know yeah. animation of it, but it my, it's on Disney. This is geared towards my seven year old daughter, mm-hmm. or 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 it could be for your seven year old son. It is geared for kids. And I know everyone says, well, Star Wars in general always was geared for kids. This is something for them. It is not as maybe dark as Clone Wars. There's these things, and and I'm liking where it's going as well. I'll say that's the mm-hmm. most I can give right now. Um, mm-hmm. But you're obviously very excited for this series, yes? I'm interested. I okay. like the way 
it looks. Mm. Um, I don't think it's nearly as ugly as Rebels or... <laughs> but I know what you mean. I, I'm so, I hate Rebels, to say Rebels it. Had a very specific People look. won't like it. Right. But I think it looked hideous and it was hard for me to watch. I thought it was worse than Toy Story from 1995. Wow, even at the end. Uh, no, let me take you, my hood off. You're yeah. not the first to say that, though. So the first episode, I, I, I'd love to hear more. Okay, please. Yeah. I just, it's, it, I can't keep up with it because I hate the way it looks. Yeah. There's this level of CGI that I'm used to, and it looks like there's a Mickey Mouse show that's at the same level of CGI mm. that I just, I just don't like it. I need to be, you know, it's shallow, but I like visuals, and... Mm-hmm. The visuals are difficult for me to look at. Wow, for Rebel C, I I felt that way for the first episode because the Wookiees looked atrocious. I thought yeah. that they took the notes and got better with it. I respect the opinion, opinion, of course, but like I thought that I actually did like the animation in Rebels towards the second season on. I thought it got it got much better. But can this... I hop in without watching season one? Have you ever have you ever seen? So, so I've watched season parts of season one, and I was like, I hate this. Oh, like, this yeah. is a chore. I can't do this. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, two, two from season two of Rebels is some of the best Star Wars yeah, storytelling I've seen. I think, I think you could time. hop in, okay, yeah. because they because they definitely it's not so much like the previously on thing, but mm. you're going to get that sense. Mm. They got that dialogue of remember that mission we were on, like, and you're going to be like, oh, I do now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think you you, you could give it a, give it a I, shot. I loved season two. I thought season two was some of the again best storytelling in Star Wars. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, one of the problems I had, and I maybe still have, I think this, the in Rebels, we're talking about Rebels and not Resistance, is the, sp- is the space battles always look great to me, but I didn't like a lot of the color schemes. <laughs> the color schemes, I was like, that's not the, the bright orange and the yellows, but again, goes to commercial, it's yeah. Disney XD. I'm like, okay, and I see that here, but uh, the effect I'm having here, I love that every ship has a color, and then the pilot kind of has the, you know, if you're flying red, you got red, that's... yeah. I grew up loving Robotech. Yes, and Max and Miriam. Max flew blue, and Miriam flew red, and like that's and like that has a great nostalgic feeling for me. The thing that I found interesting—I'm not going to say concerning, but interesting—Dave Filoni created this series. Right, Mm -hmm. he was nowhere to be found during these interviews. He is not the executive producer of this show. Um, There are new executive producers of this show. Do you think that means he doesn't stand by it? No, 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 no. I don't think that at all. I think that he, I, yeah, he, he's not the type of person that would put his, his name and stamp on this, let it launch and release it. He just, I think that he created it. He came up with it and said, because he's moving on and doing other things. I think he's going to have a heavy presence in the live action show with Favreau. But I, he created the show, handed it off to these executive producers that he does trust. And so that's where I say I'm not concerned. I'm intrigued to see what they do now with this new Star Wars narrative. Do mm. you I mean, do you think that this concern that he's not hands-on? I mean, he might be hands-on, but when I talked to the actors, they hadn't even talked to him really that much at all. They're dealing with these exec, these new exec producers. I mean, Dave Filoni is a name that means a lot, and having him attached to this does lead at a certain level of credence. I would he take his name off something? No. So, no. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a toss-up. He, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to look at the credits here now. He's he obviously executive producer, but it, it's it's really in the hands of Athena Portillo, Justin Ridge, and yes, Brandon. That's what I mean. Um, of course, he's got a producer credit on, but I mean, he's yeah, not, he's no, not I, like I, the I active yeah, yeah, I think it was it was uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, it's like he franchised this in a sense yeah. of like I'm going to open up a Whataburger. Could you run it for me? <laughs> Thanks. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He he came up with the idea, the premise, and 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 they. They trust him with animation. He's like, this is what I want to do with it. I trust in you guys. Here's my vision. Run with it. That's what I think. That's what it seems like. But like I said, it's the first time I've ever gone to an animation Star Wars thing where he wasn't there. 
Right. Like right, I asked right. for the interview, and like, no, he's not. He's not here. I'm like, oh, so right. Um, interesting. So we'll see. My full review of that will come next week, as well as those interviews with uh, the cast. We'll run them here on Jedi Council first, and then put them up on um, on the channel. Wow. All right. Anything next in canon? Uh, no, we talked about Elijah Wood. I just, you know, yeah, hey, cool. anytime I can get a Lord of the Rings crossover into Star Wars, we got Dominic, Dominic Moynihan yep. in nine. We got uh, Wood here. That works for me. Um, we got uh, oh the video game here. I know you know you and I, uh, I. I play Battlefront still. I know you don't. Do you, you, you? I used to gaming. play Battlefront, yeah. but okay. yeah, I, I game. Yeah, I, yeah. So uh, Lucasfilm announced the Star Wars Vader Immortal VR game. Uh, David S. Goyer wrote it. I didn't. I'm not laughing at him. I just didn't know that was uh, mm-hmm. something he was working on. And it's uh, this is the VR. It's for Oculus Quest 2019. Uh, I do not currently own anything like this, um, so the only VR I have is when I walk around my house playing Star Wars in my own uh, cape and lightsaber. Just I have that Kylo Ren <laughs> thing I took from my last lights job. off, mm-hmm. music vroom, playing. Vroom, yeah. vroom. Uh, that's my VR, but uh, that's the classic VR that's, for yeah, Star one, Wars, the one we all grew up with. Yes. What do you think, Kim? Is this something you'd want to? You'd want to? I don't have an out? Oculus either, and okay. that's yeah. an issue. A lot of people yeah. don't have this hardware. I mean. A lot of people don't have VR hardware in general. If you're talking about the Vive or, or what have you, mm. even fewer would have the Oculus. I wish it wasn't exclusive. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. As VR starts to make a bigger push, I'm I'm lucky enough to where Mark Fernandez is very the owner of the company is very um, he's obsessed with VR. So mm. when new VR comes in, we try it out, we test it out. So we'll be testing that out. I think that the way VR needs to eventually get people to get all I mean, it's an industry problem. It is. They've been being like, VR is the next thing for years now, three, four years at this point, and it's still not really there at that consumer level. I agree. And I think that when the the first game that comes in that pops, like, is the halo of VR, Mm. that's when VR will start to catch on more. Will this one be it? I don't know, but I am excited to play it if I get to be Vader running around chopping down uh, rebels and and you know maybe being a conflicted a conflicted Sith Lord <laughs> sign me up I'm going to try to do it I'm going to see it, and I hope that it's the one that I say this is the VR game everyone needs to play because that's a, that's essentially what they need to do they mm-hmm. need to get imbeciles like me to play it and say I'm telling you, get yourself an Oculus because this is this is mind blowing. The, 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 the leaps and bounds better than anything else. Or it could be like this is just like another type of standard VR game that we just have Makuga get scared of, and then and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I did the uh, was the Battlefront the first one that released that VR mission. It was just that one X Wing one. Did you have a chance to do the, I didn't do the do that one? one? And I was at our good friend JT's house. JT, get well, get better. We were thinking better. about you. Getting He's better. getting better. Um, and he, we, we, we did a test of it there, and I had the same, like, eh, what a, what a 3D in my face. And I, I felt like I was in that cockpit. It was fun, but it was only one little mission. Right. So if, you, if, I, if that can play out, you know, and I have the room in my living room to, you know, move my Wii Fit aside. I don't have a Wii Fit anymore. Uh, and, and play that. I, I, yeah, like you said, an imbecile like me, if, I can, if you can get me hooked, then that's how that, you That's know, what they need work. to do. But, yeah. You gotta, I don't know if it's going to happen, though. Because I, I, I usually what happens, I mean, historically... Porn pushes technology forward. That there is, is VR porn, that is truth, and yeah. it still hasn't pushed it forward. Mm-hmm. So porn can't do it. Can Star Wars? <laughs> can Star Wars? <laughs> I gotta be honest. Didn't think the conversation was gonna go that way. That's the title <laughs> of your episode, right there. That's it. Porn and VR and Star Wars. What's next? <laughs> but that. But that's also one hundred percent right. Right. So, All right. I've I've yeah. tested it before at E three. Yeah, it is crazy. I because they put me there like you're going to be a man now, and I went, Whoa. that could change the face of the world. Yeah, but it so hasn't I mean, yet. but you know, if let's say you're not, yeah, in that world, 
yeah. role playing as Darth Vader right. is a pretty cool thing, and it might reveal some <laughs> motivations that maybe we didn't think about before. And it's possible. It's just, the question is, the stats, like you said, historically right now say it'll probably be just one. Yeah, that was cool. I played it, but could it be the one that breaks out? Time will tell. We'll All right, see. that's everything. That's it for canon, that's buddy. Canon. All right, well, that's everything canon. We don't know also that story inside of uh, Vader. Is it going to be a canon it's, story? It's at, uh, yeah, I don't, it's at Vader's castle. Uh, okay. It's all that kind so of stuff. So we'll find that out. We'll, we'll inundate uh, Pablo Hidalgo with tweets once it comes out. He loves that. Yeah, he loves oh, that so much. Okay, let's get into now we get to talk to you guys. You guys are watching live, and Ken will go through some of the questions in the, in the chat room. We will also go to the Facebook group on the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group. And, of course, hashtag Collider Jedi Council on Twitter. Ken. Give me some. All right, I'm going to go because uh, I've. Uh, I have to admit, on the, since we've gone live, I've kind of uh, had a tr- had, had I'm mentally blocked going to the Jedi Council Facebook group okay. because I'm looking on Twitter at the hashtag. So I'm in the Facebook group right now. And here's a question from Isabella Rabone. She says, "Where do you see Chewie ending up at the conclusion of the saga?" Thanks so much. Thank you, Isabella. Uh, I we don't get that question a lot. I've never really thought about that. Hopefully, not squished by a moon. But what say you? He'll live. Um, he will live. Uh, and I think that um, it, it really is going to... I think J.J. wants to wrap this whole thing up after 9. I think that they're not going to keep it... It's going to look like it's going to be closed. Now, whether or not in 5, 10 years from now they open up episode 10, certainly possible. But I think Chewie will go back to Kashyyyk. Mm. Um, and I think he'll be... I think he'll be happy. I think that things will things will end well for him. I hope. Will he unabandoned Lumpy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true because he's canon now, right? Lumpy, he is. He's yeah. an aftermath. Yeah, Lumpy, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that yeah, yeah, he'll go back to his family because he went back yeah. to his family for a little bit during the in between Jedi and Force Awakens, but then he went yeah. back to join to join them. So I think he'll go back and be with his and family. He, and he te- he mentions his father in Solo. That's when he says okay. his name. He says, "I'm Chewbacca, son of right. Itchy," but he says Itchy's real. real he's name. going to get the Falcon too. By the way, you think he's going to? He's going to. He better. Yeah, I, I mean, he deserves it. He does. I love Ray. I like. I like the. I like the fact that she had such this this bond with the Falcon. But it's Chewie's. <laughs> Chewie, Chewie, it's Chewie's. Give it a Chewie. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to a live Twitter question. If you use the uh, hashtag Collider Jedi Council, I'm going to find you a whole lot easier. Rocky Drago sixty six. You like Rocky? I love the Creed two trailer. Creed two trailer. Sign me up. You like? Did you see the Creed two trailer? I did. I saw it yesterday, and yes. I got chills. Yep. Chills. They're multiplying. Let's just sing nice. Greece. All right. Rocky asked this question, and I think it's interesting. That's why I'm choosing it. Why are people okay with certain famous actors like Tom Hardy and Michael Fassbender being in the Star Wars films? Or I'm adding, always suggesting yes. hey, they could be Star Wars films. But not okay with other famous actors like The Rock, Jennifer Lawrence, or Leo DiCaprio. Just some examples there. I think it's because they haven't been in blockbusters. Uh, and people like The Rock and Jennifer Lawrence definitely have. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing, not to disagree, but... Fastbender's been in the X Men movies. Tom Hardy's been in Batman. Oh, you're but, right. Well, Bane. Batman. Okay, I Bane. That's what I was saying. I was like, you don't see him. But I mean, but, who would they play though? Minor yeah. characters, major characters. But even so, what I will agree with you on there, I think that the difference is that the perception, right? Jennifer Lawrence is a very good actress. I don't think, but she has gotten to a place that where it's like she's like DiCaprio, same thing, or Tom Cruise, right? Movie star. Mm. You see them now. You got to really tap into a performance to go away from. That's Jennifer Lawrence now. As, and Fassbender and Tom Hardy still have that, oh, they can tap into 
anything here, like the, that type of actor. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio was a fantastic actor, but he's still Leonardo DiCaprio. You got to get around. Like when you see performances in The Revenant and you see performances in The Wolf of Wall Street, you go, that's a great performance, but you're still looking at Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you transcend past it? I'd still like to see Leonardo DiprioPrio in a Star Wars movie. I'd be cool with it. But so what we need is an actor who can disappear into a role. I think so. And think. not just be, that's the rock. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I absolutely love the rock, but yeah, that would be a little awkward, awkward there. Yeah. I mean, Leo, we know almost Anakin based on urban legends yep. and some, some stories out there and some facts. But um, yeah, I think it's a difference of like, I could believe Dame Judi Dench as a Jedi uh hiding for 40 years and returns and she's the Jocasta new of this trilogy but then I, I you know I have Jennifer Lawrence was on the screen to be like ah, oh, J-Law's in a Star Wars right. film and I, again I think she's a good actor as well I just yeah it might come down to that um, what are some of the didn't Roka had and, some interesting and, well and also to the point like yeah. Fast, Ben, and Hardy, and, and your initial thought is, oh, they're not blockbusters, is an indication of what they can do. Yeah, Because I you're mean, not thinking of it. It was wrong, but maybe it was right. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. my point. <laughs> I don't think you were wrong. I think you almost proved your own point there. Yeah. Like, he blended that it. That was on the, purpose. Well, he blended into the role. I mean, the mag- the, what he did with Magneto, <laughs> and, and again, then he could do something like Shame, and it's, it just... Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. it, it, is, uh, it is the point. Uh, uh, Roka had some... He had pulled some. Do you have any? Oh, yeah. Some good let's ones. go to those ones Yeah, there's as some well. good ones in there. Okay. Um, let's... Uh, Let's talk about uh, this one here. Uh, this is I like this one. Dark. Yeah. This is probably not the one you're thinking about. Okay. Mm. Dark Porkins at Dark Porkins because we all Fantastic. like Porkins to be yeah. dark and gritty. With Gracchus, Gracchus the Hut being brought up in the oh, yeah. f- in, in the Poe Dameron comic. It's been a character throughout that series. Uh, do you think we'll see Huts on screen again in Episode Nine? If the Huts or a Hut were to make an appearance, what kind of role would you hope for them to play? So you're talking about JJ bringing the whole series yeah. back home. <laughs> we haven't had Huts in the new films. Yeah. Huts of gangsters. Bring them. Um, yeah. Bring. What I think his name is Beldorian, the Hut Jedi. Oh wow, which one is that? Yeah. He's a he's a Jedi. Is that the legend? Oh, legend. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We we need, yes yes. And he um, fights like a dark Sith Ewok. Uh huh. Give me a give me an actual <laughs> give me an actual physical hut. Don't give me a CGI hut. They don't work. CGI huts do not work. Mm-hmm. Every they didn't work yeah. in the prequel. Didn't work in the special, special edition. edition. Give me an actual big ass. You want to sit and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, you know Grumgar in Force Awakens. Uh, he's the big, big guy sitting there with Bazine Natel and and Maz's Bazine yes, is the yes, spy. Yes, yes, the, yes. He's practically big. Yeah. yeah, if you do that with HUD, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. And I also think that what they have been rumors of. There's been no confirmation of this, mm-hmm. but it, but what I hope happens, and the rumors have been that JJ is going to tie together the entire saga from prequel stuff to original trilogy stuff, to this stuff that he started. The Huts would be a way to do that if they went to Tatooine and did some kind of mission. I just had a horrible thought. What if it's Jabba's son? He's, what's his son's name? Stinky? Or no, I think he's got a... <laughs> it's not a he's Rada. not a Wookiee. Is it Rod of the Hutt? Yeah. My daughter knows that, yeah. <laughs> Rod of the Hutt. Yeah. yeah. Stinks. Could be. Could yeah. be Rod of the Hutt. Um, all right. What's, uh, what's the next question? You just maybe I mean, at some point Rada's got it. We got to find yeah. out what happened with Rada. I'm there. here to avenge my uh, yeah. dad. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Ryan uh, Wilhoff asks here uh, on Facebook. Actually, what if Carrie Russell's character is a Sith Lord, Sith Lord in Episode Nine? We've never seen a female Sith Lord uh, in in, in uh, canon, not Legends, of course. Uh, uh, this this comes up a lot. The speculation of her character. Legends, we have seen one. Yeah, that's what Le- I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Legends, we have, yeah. uh, but not in, in new canon. Uh, I mean, I'm on board for that. But what do you think? Well, unless you unless you count um, Ventress, 
who I don't think ever really transitioned into. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and a great character, uh, filled out in great detail by Car- uh, Katie Lucas, yes. uh, George's uh, daughter. Right. Um, I would absolutely love this. I've been I've been shouting from the mountaintops that we need Sith Lords to reappear. Some people don't agree with me. I would love to have them back, and I think it would be brilliant if it was Carrie Russell. I think that no one would kind of see that coming. I think that she can play a darker side. Have you seen the Americans? I think that she can do um, this. I would like to see what is happening inside of it. I still think Palpatine is not gone from the Star Wars uh, saga. Mm. I think Palpatine's stamp one way or another will come back. And if it was through teachings through Carrie Russell as a Sith Lord, sign me up. Kim, any way, any chance? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I do like it. I Before, I didn't think of this, but the more I think about it, the more I like it. I, I You would think of her in being kind of a, you know, maybe an Amidala-type role. Mm. But what if it were the complete opposite? We don't see that many, you know, women on the, um, the Empire side, mm-hmm. and definitely not in prominent roles at all. Mm-hmm. I think that's on purpose to make a... Homogenous look. Well, I mean, that's kind of the empire and the yeah. emperor's like thought. Like you're supposed to, they're the they're the they're the a holes. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> so jerks. they wouldn't have diversity on their side. Yeah. The other side is diverse, and they're yeah, the yeah. good guys. Yeah, but right. it would be interesting to see. I, I think I would really. I think she could do it. Yeah, and yeah. I would like to see that from her. For What's sure. so funny about that that you say that too is inside of the canon. Yeah. Inside of the books, um, yeah. the Empire is diverse because when you look yeah. at whether it's Sienna inside of um, Lost Stars, well, yeah, yeah. whether it's uh, whether it is Ray Sloan inside of you know Aftermath too, I agree with you wholeheartedly when it comes to the films. Not so much, but yeah. inside of the canon, so it, a new canon. But it, new it was explicitly stated in old canon yes, early was. on that yes. like they were the, they were the Nazis. Kind of the Emperor's the Nazis. Yeah, including, the Nazis. including aliens. Nazis. That's why yeah. Thrawn. Yeah. Thrawn had a battle that, and, and he still does in New Canon, but yeah. specifically Air of the Empire. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, but no, you're absolutely, I mean, Ray Sloan's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Cyanar Ray, Lost Stars is great. Yeah, yeah, to be clear, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do three more. Three more. Okay, I'm going to go try to find a live one here, because I like talking live with the fans. Um, Freddie asks, how can I be chosen to make a Star Wars movie? Yeah, make some YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> Mike at Kenobi underscore clone. Kenobi being a clone. Remember when that rumor was in the mid-90s that OB-1 was a clone? Um, uh, Chris Gore actually wrote that article in the first ever, ever Sci-Fi Universe yeah. magazine. Uh, when are we going to uh, get a conclusion to uh, the Ezra Ahsoka storyline and in what medium? Well, it's certainly not going to be Resistance. People thought that the next animated series would be that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a comic. It could be a book. It could be another animated series down the line. We'll see maybe... Well, I mean, they could if they wanted to. They could do an episode inside of Favreau's live-action series if they wanted to because it does fall in that time period, if I'm not um, mistaken. It's like mm-hmm. because they're, the live-action series takes place right after... Jedi, is that correct? It's within a year to uh, something along those lines. Yeah, so that's essentially the era. Yeah, I would lose my mind. They did a live action in the Outer Rim to figure out. You know, they brought Ahsoka to the live action stage and 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 did it that way. But it, it, most likely a comic book. What do you think, Kim? I did not watch the series oh, because right. I hated the <laughs> animation. <laughs> you did say that beforehand. Um, all right. Just hide behind here. Ken, what do you think? Don't hide, don't hide for anything. <laughs> don't hide. Wars, Ken. That's right. Um, I think they'll wait for some uh, time to do it right and animated. I think yeah. Dave will want to finish right. it that way. Cool. Um, right. Two more. Two more. Two more. Um, um, 
Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm scrambling when, when it's live. You have so many more options Scramble when it's day. live, Christian. Yeah, I know you do. Sion Hughes at Sion Hughes. Effin, Effin, Effin. What are the chances? Read the Effin question. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes you know. Again, uh, my eyes are old. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader appearing in Episode Nine? Anakin slash Vader at some point have to speak to Kylo, or at least have a talk with Luke about Kylo or even Snoke. What say you? I think they've certainly built it in for that to be possible mm. through maybe a force ghost or yeah. maybe his own thoughts being so entrenched in them thinking this is what Vader wants. Yeah. It, it's like that force awakens. Was that helmet talking back to him? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. You it? It's vague. That, listen, <laughs> this is what they, this is kind of where I was going beforehand where it's, this is going to be a continuation of episode seven. And if it was, a continuation of episode seven, we did get those uh, teases that he's, like you said, he's talking to the helmet. He's got this really strong connection to Vader, and that was abandoned in eight. He doesn't even mention Vader once. Um, but if we get to that, what's happening, you could do it again in flashback. So maybe mm-hmm. he's got some kind of vision from Vader. Um, there was rumors that they were going to revisit the castle. Maybe he goes to Mustafar. Maybe he, mm-hmm. he goes on to the castle. That would be great. The chances are likely... The chances are likely because of the connections to what they already set up. Um, whether or not it happens, that's up to JJ, obviously, but I would like to see it. I think that, once again, off of what I was talking about before, connecting the whole saga, that would work. In my head, it's a voice, a voice only. Sure. I, I like that. The, the, the Kylo, and you don't know if Kylo's crazy or crazier? not. Right. And maybe he doesn't know if he's crazy <laughs> or not. But hearing Vader, that would be great. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, all right, last one. Final one here from Mario at Mario PR05. Is there a possibility that Obi-Wan could have had an apprentice in that 20-year gap between Sith and A New Hope? Let's talk about Obi-Wan in the desert. You Something start. I love. I love Obi-Wan in the desert, and I don't think so. I think he shut it all down. I think he uh, obviously was connected with the Force, but I think he felt that this was his mission. One of the little moments in Star Wars I love. Sorry, Kim. It's in Rebels, season three. (laughs) Damn it. And it's Obi-Wan quietly waiting by a campfire for Darth Maul to show up, knowing that this is about to happen. And and to me, speaks. it's it's Obi-Wan's 20-year journey in a nutshell, just waiting for destiny. And that might draw him. I think he developed a drinking problem. I think Wu Hair at the bar knew him personally. <laughs> like, you're regular? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of problems, but I, I don't think he was an active Jedi, so to speak. I think where sense. we start A New Hope, it doesn't make sense for him to have been an active Jedi because right. he's withdrawn. He's kind of curmudgeonly. He's old Ben. He's and a crazy wizard. Yeah, he's a crazy desert wizard. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I love the idea. I was on board with the idea that what if Ray is a Kenobi? Right. But. I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you. I don't. I think that the Kenobi train for now has passed. I think that there was we were that close in getting a movie, right. that close. Script, oh yeah, treatment done. Yeah. Director attached. Movie about to go, and for uh, they got cold feet after the solo stuff. We don't have it anymore, and I don't think JJ's going back to Kenobi. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it doesn't tie in anything. It hasn't been set up from anything. The only thing that's been set up is in that vision. Mm. Uh, and you hear these are her first steps. Right. So maybe that's the one outside shot, but I don't think it means apprentice-wise. Maybe Ray will hear Obi-Wan and Kylo will hear Darth Vader. 
and they'll have a mental battle. Right. Yeah, and we get our yeah. So exciting it. visually. Be like Holyfield and Tyson fighting I'm now. Okay with that. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. That's everything that's it. that we're talking about in the world of Star Wars today. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today, and I'd like to thank our guests first, Kim Orcher. Where can the good people find you out there in the social media land? Oh, I have a different name on every platform, right. but if you look me up, I'm there. That's fair and easy. Just look her up, Kim Horcher. No, I messed it up. It should be Kim Horcher and all of them. That's only Instagram. <laughs> Ken Napsock, how about you, my friend? I think I still you? sometimes call you Kim Scorcher. That's my Twitter name. That's your Twitter name. Uh, and it's good to have you here, by the way. You, you, I'm so happy to be here finally. You applied your trade in this town. You're a trusted voice, and it's good to have you here. So Thank you. Hopefully you can come back. I would love it. And, and wear the Han outfit. Yeah, I'll wear it. Do cool. that. I have the 70s uh, blaster, not the huge, oversized, <laughs> not to scale one. Not to scale one. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Napsack, uh everywhere as of right now, including YouTube with my motivations with Ken. They're not going to get you through the day. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian Harloff. But please, please, please look out for my interview with Mr. Richard Dreyfus. That's right, the legend himself on One on One with Christian Harloff. We talked for over like two hours. We'll be dropping either today or tomorrow, hopefully. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you to my guests once again. Thank you to you guys, and may the force be with you, always. <laughs>